Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we are officially two weeks away from The Bachelorette and have a new season of The Bachelor in production, aka Our Lives Have Meaning Again. This week, I did a quick catch up with Jojo Fletcher and Jordan Rogers from season 12 of The Bachelorette to talk about their wedding registry, their new wedding plans after the coronavirus pandemic forced them to postpone, and got exclusive confirmation from Jojo herself about briefly taking over for Chris Harrison, which made me even more hyped about season 16 of The Bachelorette. But first, Us Weekly reporter Kaylee Stump is here to help me break down some other Bachelor Nation news. Hello, Kaylee. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Are you so excited that we're finally only two weeks away from new Bachelor content. Two weeks away. We are dangerously close. This week is already October, which means it's Bachelorette month. I can't believe it. It's all happening as Sheena Shea's tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) For any Vanderpump friends out there. Um, So we're, you know, Claire, it's, it's getting closer, as we said, but we also have Matt James filming season 25 of The Bachelor. He is so excited. It's happening. It's happening. It's all happening again. It's all happening. (laughs) In this random resort in Pennsylvania. He posted, (laughs) quote, see y'all in a few months on September 22nd, and he tagged this resort. Yes. Nima Colon Woodlands Resort. First of all, interesting name. I keep, like, mixing it up with, like, semicolon. I can never remember what it's called. I've never heard of this place. Have you? I never heard of it. Um, Now, of course, it's on my bucket list. After I I go... To La Quinta or whatever in Palm Springs. <laughs> I'll go more in our in my neck of the woods is the Pennsylvania area. So I guess I have to start booking my I assume maybe by the holidays I can I can go to Nima Colon. Nima Colon. Apparently it's a spot. And after doing some research, it is actually incredible. I'd never heard of it before, but yeah, like you said, now I definitely want to go. And it was so weird because as reports started coming out that Matt James might be filming there, all of a sudden, these other Bachelor Nation people started mentioning Nima Colon Resort, including Jason Tardick. He mentioned it in a random Instagram Q&A, naming it as one of his favorite vacation spots. And then all of a sudden, Peter Weber and Kelly visited the resort um, back in August. So bizarre. Kelly claimed when a fan asked that they were not paid to promote it, but I don't know. The timing was suspect with everyone just kind of pumping up this resort as the reports are coming out that Matt James is going to film there. 
Yeah, if they weren't paid, they were definitely, um, you know, maybe offered a free vacation or something. It's, I mean, nothing in The Bachelor is a coincidence, right? These people wouldn't yeah. just naturally be promoting this random resort in Pennsylvania, which neither none of them are from, if it had nothing to do <laughs> with production, right? But what, what did you find anything else about this resort? Like, what stood out to you? I saw that there was a lot of like outdoor activity options, which makes sense for Matt James' season. I feel yeah. like they have a lot of like fishing dates, maybe some golf. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, this place looks absolutely incredible. It's booked up from mid-September until November 26th, which does line up with the production dates that The Bachelor has followed in recent years. And um, let's see, Nima Colon is dubbed the Mid-Atlantic's largest playground. It has four pools, a spa, and a holistic healing center. It also offers a lot of activities, including a ropes course, biking trails, lodge bowling, tennis, Jeep off-roading paths, zip lines, a climbing wall, paintball, and it features seven bars and lounges. I'm sure there will be a lot of wine drinking on their dates, as we know. I feel like this is going to be kind of like a winter wonderland season of The Bachelor because they have a lot of skiing and snowboarding available on six slopes, which is called... Um, the mountain they have is called Mystic Mountain, which just sounds kind of romantic and sexy. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I could see the beginning of the season having, you know, the outdoor, maybe try to get some fishing in there, some golf, some paintball. And then maybe, and of course, you know, a holistic date. I'm sure there's going to be some awkward like yoga situation where they have to like breathe in each other's faces and do yes. um and then maybe by the end the final row ceremony will be like a winter wonderland they can ski down together holding hands with the final rows i know there's a lot of options at this place i'm actually really excited to see they don't they clearly don't need to leave we're set at nima colon who knew nima colon i asked jojo and jordan which uh, the listeners will hear later about the filming at one location versus traveling and i think yeah. it's just a, i feel like i've talked about it a lot on the show as we get ready for two seasons that are in one location and i feel like there is such an advantage for the love aspect because you are much more stuck and you know, you can't really say you're there for the travel, which I feel like is a lot of reason people go on the show. Mm-hmm. But as a contestant, I'd be like, I feel like I got screwed. But I didn't <laughs> get to go to like Thailand to, you know, get engaged. I know. I know. Me personally, I don't know if I would super go on for all the right reasons. Like it would be a plus if you fell in love. But yeah, I would definitely go on to travel. But I'm sure she's right. Like staying in one place, you don't have the opportunity to just experience all these new places and travel and all these different activities, like kind of clouding your mind. You're like solely, solely focused on this one person. And I don't know, moving forward with your relationships. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch both Claire and Matt. If you had to pick, where would you rather have your journey? I think I'd rather be in Palm Springs with the 90 bodies of water that Claire has versus (laughs) trying I skied for a hot minute it wasn't it wasn't my my best not your jam yeah no um and it you know (laughs) athleticism is just not really for me um but I am sure this place is cool too but I think I'd rather be in Palm Springs where would you rather fall I I completely agree with you I love the winery that Nima Colin offers but besides that yeah I'm not super um outdoorsy and I hate being cold so I'd rather be yeah. really really warm in Palm Springs I'd rather have like a sexy spa jacuzzi date lay by the pool have cocktails yeah I don't need all the like Nima Colon out- outdoor activities <laughs> I know I feel like we've said Nima Colon so many times like this is also not sponsored by Nima Colon but if they are listening 
Invite me up. I will do a sponsored post for you anytime. Also, um, drink every time you say Nima Colon. Absolutely. Yeah, go to your own wine cellar. As Matt James signed off, which I believe he deleted his sign off, which, you know, I'm sure production was like, don't tell everyone that the show is uh, filming. But thank you, yeah. Matt James, for the confirmation we already pretty much had. Yeah. Um, he, of course, gave a shout out to his best friend, Tyler Cameron. He said, at Tyler Cameron, what a crazy six months. I love you, brother. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and your mama. Of course, referring to Tyler's mom who died, um, I think in February, mm -hmm. um, and who actually told Matt, encouraged Matt James to do, sign up for Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And he added, oh, and I'll be back with a plus one. And last but certainly not least, happy early birthday to Hannah Brown. So I was like, oh, we're getting everything we need for Matt James. We with are. Sign off. I know, that was so sweet. He clearly has such a close relationship and friendship with Hannah. They love each other. In like I a know. brother sister kind of way. It's really cute. Which, I mean, speaking of, it was just Hannah's birthday, and she did this, like, live feed with fans, and both Tyler and Matt James sent her birthday messages, and Tyler's said, the last two years you spent your birthdays with your exes, so I thought I should drop in and make it happen for the third straight year, but let's make sure this one ends with smiles and cheer and happiness. I hope you're having the most amazing birthday, you're such an amazing person, and I'm so grateful for you, and the last year with you even though it's been a little up and down but nothing but love for you I hope you're having an amazing day keep killing it I'm wow shook. wow I'm shook I know that was actually a really really cute birthday message but I have a question he says the last two years you spent your birthday with your exes who was she with last year because last year she was on Dancing with the Stars and I'm pretty sure she spent it with Alan Burstyn like who is Tyler referring to with that. Wow, Kaylee, what an investigative journalist you are. <laughs> um, you're right, because we know for a fact her and Jed broke up during the summer yeah. um, after filming wrapped. Maybe Tyler and Hannah, maybe he spent some time with her on her birthday. I don't know. Or maybe, oh, maybe she, oh, 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 I know. She was oh. filming Peter season. Oh my gosh. Okay, there we go. There we go. Because, yeah, I remember covering dancing last year. And I remember it was Hannah's birthday. And we were trying to figure out if she was into Alan. And then she, like, that was back when she did not like talking about Tyler. Because things were still kind of up in the air. And she didn't want to. It was just kind of weird. And But no one knew she was filming with Peter. So, wow. Sarah, brilliant. Wow. That feels like another life, doesn't it? Well, even, I know. Even watching that scene or those, that, like, couple scenes that Hannah filmed for season 24 of The Bachelor, which aired earlier this year. That was like the huge thing. I mean, Peter ended up having so much more drama, so we all forgot about it. But at the beginning of the season, that like excruciating, almost rekindle between Hannah and yeah. Peter was like, that was wild. So intense. I completely, I know seeing Peter now with Kelly, I just think of all his like four and five girls from his season. I don't even think of Hannah. I don't even like put them together anymore. That's crazy. That is a whole other Bachelor world I know before. I just I just got like transported back to watching a different lifetime season. anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway that is so funny um and Hannah I think was a little almost taken back by um Tyler's message she responded well that was super sweet and then she quickly moved on to yeah. Matt's shout out um which was also very sweet he sang her happy birthday and she ended um the birthday shout out segment of her little live saying let's just pray that Matt's plus one is really cool and okay with me sharing Matt as a best friend because Tyler's cool with it so I, I love that this Matt James Hannah thing. I wish that Hannah and Tyler were like going to film maybe with Matt, but we know that they're not in Pennsylvania, but they're in Los Angeles. That is a good call. I wonder if Bachelor Production will bring them into Pennsylvania because they would be a great addition, especially if Tyler like gives Matt a little pep talk. 
same with Hannah. Like, I don't know. That would just be so much fun. But Matt's, Matt's video message to Hannah was so, so cute. I thought it was really funny. He was like, I'm upset. I miss your birthday. Thought I'd make a cameo. No pun intended, which was funny. And then he sang. I didn't know he could sing. It was like, dude, Matt James for the win. Yeah, he can do it all. That was really sweet. But yeah, I love their friendship. It's precious. Sean Lowe told me last week that they asked him if he wanted to give Matt James advice. And he said no, because he was going to have to quarantine for a week and he didn't want to leave his family. So we know they're doing something with bringing people in. And it would make sense to bring in Tyler and Hannah. But as I freaked out just, you know, earlier this week when we saw the photo of Tyler and Hannah in Los Angeles with their friend, the photographer friend, mm-hmm. um, and the way she was looking at him. Oh, my too, God. Like I, I know that I'm the problem because I'm not letting it go and they've let it go, but I'm not letting it go. But the way she was looking at him in this fan fl- blurry photo, like I was taken back to a simpler time at the yeah. beginning of the pandemic <laughs> when we, when they were all quarantined together in Florida, just making TikToks, and we hadn't lost hope that these two were going to end up together. It, it was almost comforting before we knew that the the pandemic was going to last uh, the rest of our lives, yeah. and before we knew that these two were just insisting they were friends. Like we still had a glimmer of hope. What What did you think when you saw that picture? Am I being crazy? Oh my gosh, it was really comforting to see them together. At- beginning of quarantine but they haven't been together since she left and that was months ago so seeing this random fan photo that just surfaced literally like today or yesterday of them together in LA that was shocking but also very exciting I'm just wondering I'm curious what they're doing obviously Hannah moved to LA so she lives here um and Tyler what could he possibly be doing but yeah the look on her face clearly watching his birthday message to her and her reaction she just gets kind of bashful and she gets all kind of giddy whenever she sees him. And I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but even her videos with Demi and them talking about their bachelor crushes, she clearly still has feelings for Tyler. I totally agree. I know we're putting words (laughs) in her mouth, but I totally agree. Like you mentioned, Demi Burnett, one of Hannah's best friends, was also on this birthday live stream, which thank God, shout out to this Tyler Cameron fan page that posted all these videos, because I had no idea Hannah's birthday live stream was even happening, but this this fan page captured it all. And they had her conversation with Demi talking about crushes, and when um, Demi wrote down Sean Lowe for Hannah, obviously he's married, but she knew that that was her favorite bachelor, but she also wrote Tyler and said, I know you didn't want to say Tyler, but the chemistry was there. We're all dreaming for it. And Hannah, I couldn't make out what she said, but she definitely got flustered. I couldn't make out what she said either. She said something along the lines of, I don't think I have to answer because it's my birthday when it came to naming her bachelor crush. And then she said something about watching Sean Lowe. She thinks he's the best bachelor. She said, I knew it'd be Sean Lowe. I knew you didn't want to say Tyler. And she also said, before she showed Tyler, she goes, I don't want to say this could go south. It's a sensitive subject. Ooh. (laughs) Would it still be a sensitive subject? Okay. Okay. So a year since the show aired and all that, and they're like post-show overnight date. It's been a full year since that. And then even since the quarantine, it's been like six months. So why would it still be a sensitive subject if there wasn't still... Love there, Kaylee. No, it's so true. I completely agree with you. Uh, like, you don't say it. And especially Demi, like, you tell your closest girlfriends things like that. You know, to Tyler, I'm sure he just thinks, you know, Hannah, we're moving on. We're just friends. We're flirty here and there. But Hannah is going to tell someone like Demi how she truly feels deep down. And if Demi's saying it's a sensitive subject, like, that makes me sad because 
clearly she wants something more that she's not getting, or maybe it's just not the right timing or she doesn't feel like she even wants to pursue that, but her heart <laughs> wants it. I don't know. It's a, it's a girl thing. Like girlfriends tell each other these things. And so the fact that she said it's a sensitive subject, this could go south. Han- Demi knows Hannah doesn't even want that out there. Right. But Demi and- also thinks cause she's a gift to all of us. Put it out there. <laughs> And yeah, told her own friend a little bit on her own birthday party live stream. She did. Well, Demi can't tell a lie. So she she gave it to us. She gave it to the fans. And also what I thought was interesting was when Hannah named who she thought Demi's crush was, she said Nick before they became friends. And then Demi quickly was like, yeah, no, not now, not now. So these crazy kids, these crazy kids, they're driving us nuts. But I love well, it. Before I like officially start writing um, Hannah and Tyler fan fiction, the last <laughs> part of this puzzle which is you know always changing and evolving is Hannah launched a YouTube channel and Tyler recently launched a YouTube channel and Tyler's opening of his first video was him in a a bubble bath teasing you don't know me whatever like this is my new show and Mm -hmm. Hannah totally trolled his YouTube opening and launched her channel also in a bathtub and Tyler responded lol well done I know Hannah's trolling Tyler he's trolling her that was really cute I'm excited for their YouTube channels because Hannah says she's going to become, un- it's going to be all Hannah unfiltered. She's going to tell her story her way. She said she's maybe going to go on dates. Oh my God. What if she films a hangout with Tyler for her YouTube channel? Let's put that out there. Well, now that I'm thinking about it also, it makes so much sense that they both launched these YouTube channels at this time because their NDAs are probably up because it's been a year since mm-hmm. the first of The Bachelorette ended. And I talked last week all about like Peter teasing that his NDA, well, he teased that he's going to tell all in March on this specific date in March, 2021. And then of course the Bachelor fans put together, that's probably when his NDA is up. Right. So the, they're very smart, these these kids. <laughs> um, and we're, you know, just trying to keep up. And I think that maybe we're going to get some tea from Hannah. And she's been pretty quiet. You know, she had kind of a rocky, rocky summer, um, which we've talked yeah. about at length. Um, and she's been kind of quiet uh, besides the Dancing with the Stars, which, you know, she opened up on that. But since then, she's kind of laid low. So I'm, pr- I'm here for it. I'm not, I'm not over her journey yet. Like I, I, I would like to see more of her. I know. Me too. I know. I feel like the journey that we saw of her, she, you know, didn't find love and then she grew on Dancing with the Stars. And yeah, it's been an interesting summer for her, but now she's settled in LA. She, she honestly seems like the happiest she's ever been. And I've said this before, but she seems so happy and glowing. And I'm, yeah, I feel like we're not done with her. So I'm glad she's launching this YouTube channel. I'm excited to see what goes on next with her. Yes. I mean, while we talk about Dancing with the Stars, I wanted to briefly touch on Caitlin, who is crushing it. I know you cover the Dancing Dancing with the Stars, like press line. I know you, I don't think you talked to her most recently, but have you talked to her at all about this journey or has it been our other reporters? I have not talked to Caitlin. I watched her last night. She did kill it. She performed Moana um, for Disney night and she got two eights and a seven. So she got really good scores. Carrie Ann, one of the judges said it was the best dance of the night. And um, Caitlin did injure her ankle. We thought she wasn't going to be able to perform last week. And she updated the audience last night and said her ankle was not fractured. Thank God, which means she can continue to dance on it, which is good. And it was really, really cute. Right when Caitlin went on to perform last night, Jason went live on Instagram just to like film his reaction and film her dancing. And he was, it was actually really funny. He was singing the Moana song super loud. He was cheering. He was yelling at the TV like he was like a dude watching a football game. It was so, so cute watching him cheer her on. She did talk to our reporter last night. She, so she's paired with Artem, who just had his little baby boy. 
And she told our reporter that it's definitely giving her baby fever. She said, have you seen his baby? It's the cutest little bundle and everything. I'm like, okay, let's just win this mirror ball so I can go have babies. Yeah, Jason's like the ultimate hype man. I feel like he is so supportive of her. And not that I expected anything less, but you always wonder, like, especially in these bachelor relationships, at least I wonder if there's a jealousy there when one gets a little more famous than the other. Um, I need Instagram followers, the, the pressure of, you know, she's back on TV again. He obviously hasn't been on TV in a while, not that he wants to be, but it's just kind of an interesting dynamic because they're obviously people who are interested in entertainment and, you know, some sort of fame level because they put themselves out there. Between those two, I just feel like he is the ultimate cheerleader, supporter, like boyfriend. I know. They're honestly like a power couple, bachelor power couple. And I love seeing how supportive he, to me, he seems so astounded by her and so blown away by her because she's all about, you know, manifesting her life and creating these big epic things for herself. And he talks about how he never wants to like hype things up too much in case things don't come to fruition. And I feel like she completely changed his mindset when it comes to, I don't know, reaching your goals. And so I love just watching his reactions to her. And yeah, he's completely her hype man. And he has his own thing going on. She has her own thing. I feel like they're both just crushing it. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm watching Dancing with the Stars. I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for so many of them. I feel like it's such a good cast, but um, she's awesome. And I, it would suck that if her ankle really was going to affect it. So I'm happy she's, you know, doing well. We always, we love to see a bachelor person on Dancing with the Stars and she's much better than some of the more recent attempts. Um, Crystals, never forget. Now we're at the portion of the podcast where I have to um, apologize to Ben Higgins because last week I said that his book sounded boring and I didn't want to read it. And (laughs) shortly after that, he um, provided more details into his book, including that he ran some passages by Lauren Bushnell, his ex. And now I'm in. Even though it's not a bachelor tell-all, I need to know what he felt like he needed to run by Lauren. He said on his podcast with Ashley, Lauren and I were able to talk about that and I got her approval because you know she's been a huge part of my life and a great part in many ways. There isn't these juicy details of the show, but there is hopefully honesty about the show and honesty about the experience that maybe isn't known or maybe would be relatable. I almost feel like he's downplaying it and there's actually probably juice and tea, but he doesn't want that to be like the rep of the book. Yeah, he told you, Sarah, because he immediately went on Almost Famous podcast to hype up this book. He said he's been writing it for two years. Who knew? And, you know, know. he's talked about this before, how he feels he's felt unlovable at times and he gets really down and insecure. And so he says that he's going to talk all about that in the book. He said it's not a tell all. But yeah, I feel like he's going to leave us crumbs as time goes on and as we get closer to the release. So I feel like this Lauren bombshell that he got her approval is just step one so yeah I think for now he may be kind of downplaying it but I think it might get juicy it has to be I mean it's a bachelor book it has to yeah I mean he got me like literally five minutes after (laughs) I left recording this being like I don't care I'm like oh Lauren B's involved I'm reading it um and he also said I share I share things with that my parents didn't know about me like my problems with addiction yeah and I don't know I don't want to like you know, draw, come to any conclusions because he's never mm-hmm. spoken about this before. So I don't know what specifically he's talking about, substance abuse or an other kind of addiction or what, but I'm like, now I need to know. So again, he hooked me right yeah. after I said I didn't care. So I'm going to read it. <laughs> I know he completely glazed over that 
um, topic when he was talking about it on the Almost Famous podcast. He did not go in depth at all. And yeah, dropping the word addiction was something we've never heard from Ben before. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what this book is all about. I mean, I will be, like I said, it doesn't take much for me to read a um, book written by a reality star. And at first I was out when I saw the cover and it looked super serious. And there was a lot of stuff about his faith and then, you know, maybe more self-help. And I was like, that's great for him and like good for him for taking the high road. But now that we're getting maybe a little bit, I'm sure the rest is amazing and it's great, you know, happy for him. But you know, that's, I'm here for the tea. Yes. Um, and of course, before we before we sign off here, I wanted to op- talk to you about your recent interview with Tia. Obviously, Tia was on Ari season of The Bachelorette, um, but she was more known, I mean, Bachelor, but more known for her kind of on again, off again, off screen relationship with Colton Underwood. Colton, as we know, and Cassie broke up over the summer and she has since um, been granted a temporary restraining order against him. Their court date is October 6th. So we will get a update on that situation then. Um, but for now, it's kind of settled. And, you know, we, we went through some of the details in the court documents before. They're pretty disturbing. A lot of claims. But you spoke to Tia. And we, you talked about um, this new music video she's in and potentially returning to The Bachelor. And you also did ask about Colton and Cassie. So can you just give me a little summary? Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, Tia is actually the sweetest girl. She's exactly how you would expect her to be. She's super, super cool and really, really funny. And we talked about she actually um, teamed up with The Voices' Cameron Marlowe for his Burn em All music video. You guys should check that out. It's dedicated to frontline workers. And she also reunited with him for a Nashville hot chicken challenge. And they do a little Q&A. It's really, really cute. It's really fun. And I told Tia this. It's really fun to see her back on camera um, just on our, you know, computer screens, TV screens. I feel like, I feel like I miss seeing her. She's really fun to watch, but we did get to the Colton subject because obviously they dated on Bachelor in Paradise. They have history. And she told me that she has not heard from Colton. He did reach out to her, um, to kind of warn her, talk to her about when, before he went on his reality, Steve podcast. And, um, Tia told me quote, and then after that is when everything came out with him and Cassie. And that's something that should be private between them because you just never know both sides of the story. But I would like to say for Cassie or anyone, if anyone ever feels like they are in danger or ever feels like they need to do something to protect themselves, I completely commend them for doing that. And I commend her for being able to speak up and do what she feels like she needs to do to be safe. But I am thinking about both of them and I hope they can both be in a good place. So it was it was a really, really well said response to these um, allegations and yeah, at the end of the day, all you, all we can do is hope that they get to a better place and move past this. But yeah, it was interesting to get Tia's take on everything. Yeah, it was just because I knew she was still friendly with Colton. I remember when I spoke to him when he was promoting his book before all of this happened and he was still with Cassie, he mentioned that Tia was like his first phone call after he wrapped the show, that she, um, you know, was okay with the book and everything. And so I knew that they had some sort of friendship. Um, so it was interesting, you know, confirm they haven't spoken and she obviously, you know, she said something about not victim shaming Cassie because social media can be so crazy. And I was mm-hmm. just, I was impressed with her response because it's, it's a lot. It's a heavy question, but she, she handled it very well. We also, she, uh, you also asked her a little bit about if she would be the bachelorette in the future. And she confirmed, I don't know if she had ever officially spoken about this, that she was in some sort of talks, even it was very early rounds before they announced Claire. Yeah, yeah, she definitely confirmed that they talked to her. She flew out to LA to have meetings with producers before they chose Claire. 
but, and I asked her if they followed up with her after Claire allegedly found love and left the show, if they followed up with her to bring her back. And she said they did not. So she was not in the running to replace Claire, which is good to know for us That's fans. Interesting. That's interesting. I'm kind of surprised at that. Not that I, I think Tasha's going to be great. And I, I understand there's probably a lot of reasons they picked Tasha, and I totally get that. But I'm kind of surprised that they didn't even reach out to some other backup options. Maybe Tasha was just like, yeah, I'm there. Like she was, her bags were packed before they could even. I know. I know. She clearly was at the top of the list, but yeah. Yeah. I asked Tia if she would like even consider being the bachelor, going on bachelorette again, if the opportunity presented itself. And she said, yes. <laughs> and I told her, I'm like, I really want to see, like even watching her Instagram stories. She's very entertaining. She's very funny, very cute to watch. And I would totally watch her as the Bachelorette. Yeah, she, you know, she reminds me of Raven, uh, obviously, Nick's season and Bachelor in Paradise, who's with Adam now. And I always kind of thought Tia would have been a good Bachelor. I mean, would Raven would have been a good Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, she met Adam on Bachelor in Paradise. So I could see a Tia, a Tia down the line. Yeah, yeah Tia would be so great. She just moved to Nashville and she said she downloaded a dating app. She's gone on a couple dates, but obviously, it's hard during quarantine too. But yeah, she has not met anyone. She's single as can be. And she said she's so ready to find somebody. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time that they brought someone out of nowhere, um, Claire. And <laughs> we're about to see how that goes. You know, Ari and Nick were also kind of plot twists. And those definitely certainly made for interesting seasons. I think that when they take some time away from the show and go back to real life, they come back with a different perspective. And that sometimes works out and sometimes doesn't. But I think it's just another interesting layer. I, I like that we're breaking the just grabbing the most popular person from the season before. I think yeah. it keeps it fresh and it keeps us on our toes, which they love to do. So yeah, I mean, as always, there's just so much happening in Bachelor Nation. I'm still thinking about Tyler and Hannah, um, even though we just don't know so many other <laughs> topics. I'm like, so in the back of my mind, like, I wonder if they posted or if they've addressed, you know, the hangout yet. We need to get to the <laughs> bottom of this, Sarah. We really do. We, you know, we're on it. I trust between the two of us. I feel like we've got some good Bachelor sleuthing in us <laughs> and all the fan accounts dedicated to them. As as I shouted out before, I mean, they yeah. are they are the They're real amazing. ones. Before I go, I want to leave you with my chat with JoJo and Jordan. Again, we just talked a little bit about the wedding. Uh, They have a new registry, The Knot, which is super cool. And JoJo did speak to me a little bit about how dramatic her episodes she was a part of for Claire's season are going to be. And, you know, we always use that word in Bachelor Nation dramatic. But she said, trust me, they really are. So that got me excited. I know. And um, we also talked a little bit about revisiting JoJo and Jordan's season and love story on The Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever earlier this year. Because Jordan had pretty hilarious Instagram stories like trolling JoJo and like rooting for Wells to be with JoJo. So enjoy <laughs> my chat with JoJo and Jordan. First, can you give me a little bit of advice of couples? What advice you would give couples who are starting to do their wedding registry? Ooh, advice. Jordan, you're always filled with such sage advice. Well, uh, it's, it's a little bit of compromise. I feel like as you're putting together things that you need slash want, I think that's... That's true. That's very true. Um... But honestly, I will say, because we are talking about the not, how much easier the not registry has made it for us, because we had no idea what to expect when it came to doing a registry. In my mind, it felt very overwhelming. Um, but being able to do it from home, actually, obviously, you couldn't go into stores. But doing it through the not registry, the platform is so seamless. It's so easy. It has everything that we would have wanted. It's like a one-stop shop. And we also are able to do more than just retail products. We have cash funds. We have a charitable contribution. So, I mean, the advice that I would give is, I mean, if you need a registry platform, we love the knot. And it just, it honestly makes things so much easier, not only for us and for whoever's getting married, but I also think for the guests. Like, I think our guests are going to love this. 
And what are some of your must-have items? What were things that you knew you were going to, you know, add right away? And what were some that you were surprised to be like, oh, I can include this on my registry? Let's go. You know what I mean? So yeah, I answer for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's just sitting there thinking. I think a must-have item for me, and Jordan and I have a couple of different ones. Um, I One of my big items is the Samsung Frame TV. I feel like it's one of those big ticket items if you don't have a ton of them on our registry because we want to keep it pretty reasonable. But that was one that I feel like for, you know, it's a lot easier to put it on a gift registry than to go buy it for yourself. So I've been really excited about hopefully getting that. Um, it's great because it looks like a picture when you're not using it. And so it helps with decor and aesthetic. Um, but also, like, on the smaller side, I'm stoked for a toaster oven. Because yeah. I use a toaster oven probably for almost every meal. And we learned in quarantine just how necessary the toaster oven is. Like, we make wraps and sandwiches and like anything and everything goes into the toaster oven for us. So we need a really good one. Yeah. I think one that actually surprised us when we were going through the not registry and one thing that we kind of never really thought about before was doing a cash run for a masterclass um, with Gordon Ramsay. So that one I'm very excited about during quarantine. I grew up watching him and like over the past months, we've obviously realized we have to cook from home a lot more. And I think I'm, I'm good at like, one thing like meat I'm good, yeah i'm okay with meat jojo's got a couple recipes up her sleeve that she she's good at but we overall we realize like we we enjoy it but we're not very good at it <laughs> so like we need some help and that and, and not knowing that you know before working with a not that we could put these type of like experiences on there i think it's really fun for our guests but also for us like i'm stoked yeah i'm sensing a cooking theme are we going to get a cooking show down the line from you guys Okay. Maybe after our master class, or right now, I don't Maybe think it after be very good. 20 master classes, <laughs> we, we'd be back to where probably everybody else is. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, you know, you've had to postpone the wedding amid the coronavirus pandemic. So is there anything that you've just been anxiously waiting that you know you are going to have on your registry that you've almost wanted to go out and buy, but you're holding out to just keep it on the registry? Ooh. I would say for me... What? <laughs> what? You're not even looking at an espresso machine? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because like I used to be, you know, before the pandemic, we used to just go grab coffee all the time. And then it's not as practical. And, and for a long time, we weren't able to do that. So uh, we have like a, a very not great little, little yeah it's not a very great little espresso machine and i keep saying like i want like a i want a cadillac espresso <laughs> machine like i want something i can like make some real coffee because that's something i drink way too much every single day and i've slowly brought jojo over to the dark side and she needs her coffee every day as well so yeah, i want a really really nice espresso machine i'm holding out like i really wanted to go buy it for myself a couple months ago and the wedding got delayed it's I'm holding out though. I want that to be a gift that I know. Yeah, and people know that's a big part of my life. So that's a Jordan gift. That's a good one. That's something to look forward to. In addition to you know getting married, um, what that's can you tell? Yes. What can you tell me about where the status of the wedding is right now? Oh my gosh. Um, well, to be honest, we before we had to postpone the wedding, we had you know all of our vendors set up. We had almost everything sort of in place. Obviously, there were some final details that we had to confirm. Um, but for the most part, we kind of are just still where we were at, but we know that we're going to have to sort of shift some, some things and maybe do some reselections. Um, 
thankfully our vendors have been incredible so we were able to keep the same vendors but with the wedding being postponed almost an entire year you know there's might be new things that come out new colors i mean new different types of furniture so you might have to go through the whole process again just to confirm that we still love everything that we chose months and months ago let me re-clarify that. JoJo's going to have to go through her whole process over again because she sees new shiny objects on, on Instagram, on, on social media all the time. She's like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. I'm like, yes, but I thought we already planned that. that. We picked that one already. Um, you know, the time, the delaying is um, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Where we're at right now is kind of where we were right before we postponed it. Um, but I think Jordan's right. I think we might go through the whole process sort of one more time <laughs> just to confirm, you know? Yeah, it's like a second chance to make sure to get it right. Totally. He gets me. <laughs> um, and obviously, there's always new things coming out and changing. So there's a lot of opportunity. Did totally. you ever? Uh-huh. Did you ever think about just eloping or taking the just taking the plunge or doing a smaller wedding? Or are you determined to make your your dream wedding happen? <laughs> Jordan, I think I think I think it was a joke, but he joked around a couple of times. He's like, let's just let's just elope. Let's just go do it. I'm like, well, we can't go anywhere right now, so. Yeah get run off to somewhere exotic. So, I mean, we joked about it, but I think we both, Kim and I, um, agree on the sense that, like, our wedding is something that we've waited for, you know, our whole life. And what's going to make that day so special for us is having all of our loved ones and all the guests that we invited, they're all so special to us, um, being there. And so it, I don't think it was ever a serious consideration, but we obviously were bummed that we'd have to postpone it a whole year, but it's 100% the right decision. We're super happy to, to wait it out and have everyone that we love there for when it does come. And in the meantime, I mean, JoJo, I know you spent a little bit of time in Palm Springs. Can you tell me a little bit about <laughs> that or anything? <laughs> um, I don't even know what I can tell you about that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, it, it kind of got out that I was there helping out Chris, who had to you know, take a little bit of time off to go be with his son going to college. But um, I'll tell you what, what I, I jumped right in to a mix of a whole bunch of things going on without really knowing anything that had gone on. So it was um, definitely crazy. The episodes that I were a part of I can tell you are going to be uh, very good. This whole season is going to be very kind of crazy and dramatic. I'm sure everyone's heard it before, but it really will be. Um, and it was fun. I mean, I've, I've gone in and helped for different episodes and in um, different shows at The Bachelor, but never to help Chris Harrison, which is a lot of pressure and very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went in there and tried to make him proud and not ruin The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Were you nervous? Those are big shoes to fill, even for a few weeks. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, like, the thing is, like, Chris and I always do, like, I was never going to go in there and try to be Chris. I was going to try and help him out and, and, you know, do as best as I can. But I was definitely, definitely nervous. I don't know why. Like, Chris is, I mean, the greatest of all time. So, yeah, it was stressful. Well, we, one thing we do know is that they filmed it on one location, and Matt James' season starts soon, and they're filming that on one location. From your guys, a contestant and as a former lead, do you think that that's an advantage or a disadvantage to film the season on in one spot versus the travel? I mean, I don't know if it's like an advantage or disadvantage in terms of how feeling. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I would say that there, it does. it's a little bit of a bummer because I think when you are able to travel with people and with somebody that you're connecting with and go experience new places together, there's a big bonding moment that happens with that. And 
so I'm bummed that they're not able to experience that, but I mean, they're, they're making do with what they have. I don't know how, I don't know. Honestly, I'm very impressed with like art department because they've had to set up a million different dates that all look very different that are in the same spot. So I just want to say kudos to the production team. I will say, I think all the travel is amazing. Um, but I will say, you know, with like the track record of people staying together, a lot of times, you know, you're on a, a, a boat in South America, you're on a helicopter ride, it's easy to, you know, start to get hard eyes over somebody you're spending time with yeah, in these sure. crazy, amazing locations. Now, if you can fall in love with someone and decide you want to marry them and you never leave a hotel, like, you know, that's real. Like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, then I think. I think people, you know, my feelings were genuine and we went to Thailand and it was amazing, but also it's not always the case, but if you can genuinely fall in love with someone and want to spend the rest of your life together and propose, having never left a hotel, like it's, it's got to be real. That's so true. I think there's pros and cons to it, but that's a really good point, Ben. That is a good point. Um, I saw, I loved watching you guys revisit um, your season of The Bachelorette when The Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever aired and you were very funny on Instagram. What was your favorite part <laughs> of, of watching that and kind of poking fun at everything and getting to see it all again? Oh my God, Jordan made fun of me so much that night. I loved it. I was like, I was like fanboying for like Wells and I was like waiting. I was like okay. rooting for that kiss. Like, I mean, I thought it was a blast. I, he was having a little too much fun with it. I think I'm like sitting there being like, wait, you're, you're also in this competition that we're rewatching. He was like, yeah, he was so funny. And actually it was really like, it was a relief because Jordan hadn't watched the show and so I feel like I kind of got a pass that first time around. It's something that a lot of couples kind of go through and like sometimes run into trouble with when their significant other is rewatching the show. So I got a pass the first time. And then the second time when we aired, Jordan watched it. And I was like, you are so much fun. Like you should watch it together the first time. Yeah, I thought it was very funny and refreshing when you guys were just, you know, drinking, watching the show, no pressure, no weirdness. And you, it was funny. You were definitely no. rooting for certain guys, Jordan. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to worry about the, you know, how it ended up. I knew that part, like, <laughs> you know, so I, it was really fun. I enjoyed everybody on the show. So it was, it was fun to get to see, like, the whole thing in totality. It was so fun, yeah. Awesome. Well, before I let you guys go, is there anything else you want to tell me about your partnership with The Knot and your registry? We're obviously so excited for you to, you know, finally get your chance to walk down the aisle. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we were super excited, obviously, with COVID and everything that happened. We're not the only ones that had to postpone our wedding. But, um, again, it was the, totally the right decision for us, and we're super excited to be partnering with The Knot. They have made this whole process, I'm telling you, so much easier and so fun and so stress-free. And especially, um, like, in this in the state of the world that we're in, so the ability to, like, have a charity attached to our, res our, our registration was so important to us. So, like, we, we partnered with Direct Relief. It's going to provide COVID-19 essential medical items to healthcare workers. And like, mm -hmm. that's important. Like it's not always about things. And yes, there's some fun things that we would like, but also we really encourage our guests to, to donate to this charity. And, and a big part of our wedding is making sure that, that we give back as well. So that was a, that was one of the reasons we really liked the partnership with the Nod as well. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Jojo and Jordan. Thank you, Bachelor Nation. And thank you, listeners. And please don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes and come back next week. We're going to dive deep into Claire's history in Bachelor Nation before we start her probably brief journey as the Bachelorette and maybe go a little bit into Tasha's journey as well. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes.